Welcome to Evidence of Monsters. I'm Becca. I'm Shannon. And we have a really big, really difficult case today. It's going to be a lot. It's a serial killer, so they're always intense. But it's going to be horrible, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Um, first, I have some crimey stuff that I want us to go over first, Ooh, like crimey yes. related news that I want to talk about. We just today found Brian Laundry's notebook pages and we've been freaking out over that. Oh my God. They were so sad. Like, so sad. So sad. I don't know what I believe, if I believe that's what actually happened or if that's just what he wants people to think happened. But right. it's sad either way, whether he's lying or telling the truth. Right. I, I think at least some of it was the truth, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was really sad regardless. Sad. Yeah. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her family. And I don't understand his parents. I'm never going to understand why they didn't do more, why they didn't tell anybody, why he didn't tell anybody. He just went and decided, oh, I'm just going to enjoy my freedom for a little while before I go and do whatever I'm going to do. And I think that's that's messed up. Yeah, that's the only thing that I really, like, that makes me question anything. Because other than that, like, it's just a really tragic story in my opinion. It was a really horrible accident and she was just hurt like he said in his notes and he's just like oh I just wanted to end her pain. Why not get out of there and then tell somebody or like why not if you were so sure that she was going to die anyway why wouldn't you go for help? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And if her family is like brothers if her brothers are like family to you and all that why wouldn't you tell them? Why wouldn't you tell anybody? I don't I want to know if his parents knew. They, he had to tell them something. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not like he came home by himself and they were like, oh, okay, did you just drop her off somewhere? No, he had, they had to know something. Yeah, I agree with that. He was living with them. I don't like any of it. Yeah, it's sad all around. I don't like any of it, yeah. Uh, other crimey thing, the JonBenet Ramsey DNA stuff that's going around right now that everybody's talking about. I don't know anything about that. What's happening? What? What do you mean? Nope. We talked about this. Oh, okay, we did. <laughs> now they're talking about how they want to retest it. Okay, I thought you meant something more recent. No, because you know how they're talking about now. Everyone's talking about how they're going to retest the DNA, and the father's right. saying, "Oh yeah, I want to. De- I want to test it." Blah, blah. They've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Yes. We haven't been doing episodes, so we're behind. Right. I guess that's why. <laughs> I guess that's why I feel like that was no. Like I, I just want to bring it up. Yeah. Um, but so the dad's like, hey, give me the stuff. We're finally going to retest it. Like, we want to do this, 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 and this. My theory, I don't think the Boulder police still have it. Really? Yeah. You think, it's, think something's wrong with it? That's why they're not giving it up or saying that they're not going to? Yeah, I think it's something like that. I think that they either don't have it anymore or it's messed up and it's not usable anymore. And they don't want anyone to know that. And that's why they haven't right. given, it, given it to anyone. You know what I mean? I could definitely see that. That's what I think. That's my theory. I feel like that why sucks. else wouldn't you give it to anyone? Why else wouldn't you I be agree. testing it? I agree with that. You either don't right. have it or you messed it up. So I don't know. That sucks. I hope that's not the case, but I could definitely see that. Yeah. That's my theory. Uh, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that they do end up testing it and they have a really great reason for avoiding it for a decade, which I doubt. But I can't think of any other crimey stuff that I want to bring up before we start. Can you? Not that I can think of. Yeah. Okay. So today, though, we're going to talk about BTK. Woo! <laughs> this is not something to cheer about. It's not. Woo! <laughs> unmuting I'm trying to hey. stay muted so we don't have background noise to cut out but he wanted to woohoo because oh, okay. not really but, <laughs> no not, not woohoo we don't like him 
Why do we woohoo the BTK? We don't. We don't. That is not a woohoo. We, we're not, not we're a not. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. A you woo-hoo. are not a guest star today. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, me, Shannon's husband. <laughs> he's he's awful, and I hate him. And I'm going to be insulting him throughout this entire podcast. And I'm not sorry. It's going to be same. But he sucks, and he's a moron. And um, we're going to talk about him today. Yep, I'm ready. Uh, no, you're not. okay um so lots of trigger warnings in this episode okay i thought about making it like a two-parter maybe even a three-parter depending on how long we go but i i kind of just want to get him over with (laughs) right i understand and i think i'm just gonna make it like a big marathon episode i'm for it i don't know how long it's gonna be we'll see at the end but it's it's gonna be one part one really long part okay Trigger warnings include uh, bondage, strangulation, uh, the murder of children. We talk about rape a lot. He's never reported to have raped any of his victims, but he does commit sexual acts in their vicinity. So it's kind of... Uh, right. There's a lot of violence. The, we're going to go into some detail here. It's not going to be fun. Be prepared. Be warned. There's your trigger warnings. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you tell how excited I am about this? I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you don't sound excited. It's all right. I feel like I wanted to do this one just so I wouldn't have to do it later, you know? Right. Yeah, I understand. I didn't think it was going to be so bad when I first started. Like, I knew I didn't like him. I knew I thought he was stupid. But I didn't realize how much I absolutely despise this piece of trash covered in human skin. I really didn't understand until I got into it how much I hate him. That's not good. You're going to hate him as much as I hate him when we're done. I believe that. (laughs) Shocker. That's about what I remember. I just remember he's a freaking idiot. He's He's a moron. He's so stupid. I don't... uh, We'll get into it. (laughs) If I start now, I'm just going to rant and we're never going to get into the story. (laughs) Right. Okay, let's go. I'll do many rants throughout, but I'm not going to do a a whole big rant right at the beginning because I'll never shut up. (laughs) Okay. So kind of a disclaimer before we start. Most of the information that I'm going to talk about comes from Dennis Rader, BTK himself, when he recounted the information later on, like to the police or in court or in books or whatever that were later written about him. So take that as you will. That's all the information we have. That's what I have to go on. You know, all we really have is his word. And I think he's trash. So who really knows what the truth is? Yeah, Um, that sucks. That's what that's what we're going to work with. Okay, you ready? I am so ready. Okay. Dennis Lynn Rader was born March 9th, 1945 in Pittsburgh, Kansas. He is a Pisces. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was surprised. I was like, dang, where did this come from? Yeah. So he was raised in Wichita, Kansas. His parents, they started dating when they were like teenagers and they got married while his mother was still a senior in high school, which is normal for the time, you know. Yeah, that's not that's not, it's not that bad. bad. Um, uh, his dad became a Marine, and he fought in World War II. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, and after that, he starts working for a railroad, and they move into a house that's right next to his wife's parents' farm. So uh, Dennis Rader's grandparents, they, they live, like, right next to them. He was the oldest of four boys. He had a very normal childhood, which is weird. Uh He spent a lot of time with his family, again, being raised right next to his grandparents. He was close to them, too. He was a Boy Scout. His mom worked at a grocery store. Like, he was a very typical kid, typical family, no reports of abuse or neglect, no drama, 
nothing. That's very interesting. And no trigger, which is what drives me crazy. There's no trigger. Right. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Now, although he did have a very normal childhood, he did notice within himself at a very early age that he had particular interests that were not super common to everybody else. Uh, For one, he found watching his grandma kill chickens very enjoyable. He liked that a lot. (laughs) He liked it. That's not, not enjoyable. I don't like it. He does later in life, after he's caught and everything, he admits that he liked torturing animals when he was a kid. Oh, he sucks already. He really does suck. He sucks so much. Um, there's like a story that he used to like torture turtles and stuff, oh. but I don't really know if any of that's true or not. It's just stuff that people talked about like after the fact, you know, like after he had already been caught and they're like, oh, I right, saw yeah. him torturing turtles. So you don't really know if that's true or not. Right. It could just add to the narrative. But he does admit that he did like to torture animals. So at least some of it's true. Yeah, that sucks. So, okay. This is part of where I think he's a moron, okay? He likes to tell all these stories of these completely innocuous things that happened to him when he was a kid that he thinks just triggered all of this horribly violent fantasies and behavior and stuff. And oh, it's no. Stupid, stupid things, Okay. One of them is that when he was like four, his mom was like cleaning under the couch and she got her wedding ring caught under the couch and she was stuck. And she was mm-hmm. like yelling and had to yell at him to like go get help. And he had to run across the street to go get help. And he said that was just so exciting to him. And he was so excited watching her be trapped. And I'm like, you what? were four. Oh my God. You're kidding. That's ridiculous. It's stupid. He tells a lot of stories like this, and I'll get into more of them later at the end. But yeah. every single time he says that, I'm like, okay, so you're just you're horrible because of X, Y, Z, these stupid little things that had nothing to do with anything you were doing later. And you're exactly. just trying to find an excuse. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's it infuriated so me. The whole thing infuriated me. Um, I'm mad already. <laughs> <laughs> I need to calm down. Right. It's okay. We will get through it. I'm so frustrated with him. So, at some point, he develops a fetish for women's underwear, which, yeah. wow, like, whatever. That he thinks fine. he's so original. Cut out like. my ew, but. <laughs> I mean, it, ew, like, I mean, it I is. It, <laughs> I mean, some people have it. That's not that big of a deal by itself. But since yeah, it's, by itself, it's really, there's a whole website set up for that. Right, like, that's fine, yeah. Do right. you, go for it, like, right but the thing is, he liked to steal them. He, yeah, that's which weird. is gross. Like, like if you're gonna buy it from somebody who's willing to sell it to you, okay? Right? Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, go ahead. Right. I guess that wasn't really a thing in the freaking fifties, right. but <laughs> who knows? Really? <laughs> who knows? Really? Yeah, I don't know. But whatever. Okay, do your thing. Right. Um, he does also claim that he was aroused by horror movies as a child, which weird, okay. but okay. He was also aroused by his own mother and said that he liked it when she would hit him. Oh no, no, no! Red flags, red flags, buddy, red flags. When he was like 11 or 12, there was a teacher at his school that like embarrassed him somehow. She did something that like it embarrassed him. And so after school, he went to her house, like ended up watching her through her window and became like a peeping Tom, you know, at like 11 or 12 years old. That's so gross. I know. Yeah. So he was starting early. Uh, He was very involved in his church, though, like throughout his entire life. He's very involved in church. It started when he was a kid. Right, yeah. Continues all throughout his life. He was a very active member of his community. Uh, When he was 15, he actually saved the life of another Boy Scout on a canoeing trip. Oh, wow, really? (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. Like, you were doing so good. Why did you have to mess it all up? (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah, that's crazy. 
I know. But eventually he does start, like, going into neighbors' houses, like, breaking in because he wants to, like, get a rush. He likes the crime rush, you know, breaking into houses and stealing things, especially underwear. He liked underwear. Do you, Dennis? But can, right. you, can okay. you not? Like, why don't you go to Walmart and buy some underwear? <laughs> like, if you like it that yeah, much. That's fine. <laughs> that's yeah, fine. But no, he has to go and break into people's houses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. So at 17, he's like racing cars with some of his like church friends or something. And he wrecks a car. Oh. And uh, yeah, he like wrecked the family car. And his head hits a windshield. And he went to the hospital and he got stitches. And this is another thing that he blames for his bad behavior. Like, oh, it's not my fault because of X, Y, Z. I'm like this. Like, no, Dennis, you're just a piece of shit. Right. Lots of people are in car accidents. Lots of people, it's fine. And they don't murder human beings. But it's just another thing. He's like, oh, this head injury is why I am the way I am. Like, no, you were already like that. You just, you need to stop. Exactly. But he's already having fantasies about, like, hurting women as a teenager. And he gets these pictures of women being, like, tied up from, like, magazines and stuff. It's, like, these horny magazines that are, like, cop magazines. And I'm like, why did those exist? Why was that a thing? Yeah, that's weird. I didn't know that. Really weird. Like, all these bondage magazines. He develops this BDSM fetish, but he took it way too far. Like, BDSM on itself is not a bad thing. Right, But he took it, like, like, non-consensual fantasies which is obviously way against the whole BDSM community. Like, consent is a huge thing for them, you know? Right, exactly. So even as a teenager, he's already, like, way more into this than he should be at that age. He goes to college. Uh, He kind of gets busy with, like, school and girls and parties. And, like, the dark thoughts kind of take a back seat. And this happens a lot throughout his life. Like, when he's busy and he's distracted by life, he's kind of off, like, the murder violence vibes. You know what I mean? He's, like, not focused on it anymore he's busy living his life which is good maybe stay there maybe maybe keep keep that focus a little bit right just keep doing that um at 21 he enlists in the u.s air force as a mechanic in the vietnam war he reached the rank of sergeant and received three medals during his military career wow yeah i know right you were like you were doing fine keep the fantasies in your head it's nobody else's business (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. That's, wow. I know. I had no idea about any of this. I thought he was just a screw up for his whole life. That's what, that's what I thought too. Yeah. He was, he had potential to be just fine then. He did. Exactly. He had all the potential. He had all the opportunity, but he wanted to screw it up. Wow. Um, What a moron. I know. His service record included tours in Korea, Turkey, Greece, Okinawa. What? I know. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. He claims that his first time that he ever had sex was with a prostitute when he was 22 years old. He claims. Okay. Uh, He said that he wasn't any good at it and he hired someone to help him get better. Well, how does he know he's not any good at it if he's never done it before? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if she said he wasn't good at it and he hired somebody else or I don't know. Or if he just thought he wasn't any good at it and he's like, I'm just going to go get a professional. (laughs) I don't know. I'm okay. sure you did, Dennis. Okay. Yeah, okay. But at this point, like, he wants to be a murderer. Like, he thinks about it all the time. He's oh, into no. it. He wants to do it. He knows that he has issues. And he, like, studies serial killers and, oh, like, God. sexual psychological disorders and, like, looks it up, reads books. He's trying to understand himself. He's fully aware that he's... So, crazy. yeah, he's more self-aware than, yeah... Than most serial killers, most, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's very self-aware, except for the fact that he thinks he's actually smart, except for that part. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Like, everybody 
who talks about him like says that he did well in school, but I also read things that like he didn't do good in college. Like he wasn't getting great grades or something right. like that. I think he did graduate, but like he kept going and coming back or something. I don't really remember. Well, it's not just just his early life that makes me think he's a big dumb idiot. It's also <laughs> the way that he handled his crimes. Yeah, he's- yeah. We'll get into that pretty soon. Yeah. It's picky. Oh, don't get me started because I'm so I, mad. I know. I know. We'll get there. Yeah, you'll get to rant it all out. I, I oh, thank goodness because I need to. I've been saving it. <laughs> um, August 1969, while he's stationed in Japan, he hears about the Manson murders. Oh. And he said that he actually felt bad for the victims, like especially the pregnant woman. I forget what her name is right now, but Sharon like, Kate, he, yeah. Yes, thank you. And he felt so bad for them, and like he actually lost interest in wanting to commit murder after hearing about it. Like what? he was like troubled by it. He's like, "Oh, that's so sad. I feel what? so bad for them." And he didn't want to kill anyone anymore. He has a very strange brain. He really does. Yeah. It didn't last long though, because after he really? uh, <laughs> after he finishes his military service contract, he goes back to Kansas, where in 1970 he meets his wife and he falls in love. In May of 1971, they're getting married. Like um, he says, he okay. always had like a very deep love for his wife for their whole relationship. There's no record anywhere of him being like abusive to his family. He was a model citizen. Everyone said he was a great father. We'll get into that later, but no, like nobody saw this coming anywhere that's so wild i know even his kids were shocked like it was crazy wow but we'll get into that stuff at the end right yeah um from around 1970 to 1973 dennis rader works in the meat department for leakers iga i guess that's like a store Mm -hmm. uh in park city and then he took a job at the coleman factory 1973 he loses the job he had and now he's no longer busy oh great Yeah. So dark thoughts start to take hold again and he starts breaking into houses again, which he hadn't done since he was a teenager, you know? Right. Yeah. He's got nothing else to do. He's like, let me just go back and start doing this stuff again. It's fine. Well, you have like a whole family. Like what is wrong? I don't think he had kids yet, Oh, Um, Okay. but he did have a wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. This is where we start getting into, he's a freaking moron. Um, <laughs> yeah, my favorite part. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So, for his first real crime beyond like the break ins and the theft and stuff, what he does is he goes to his bank and there's a bank teller that beca- he becomes like obsessed with. Oh, and no. his first real crime is he tries to kidnap her. Oh, he wow. stalked her and then tried to assault her at her car. But she oh, like yeah. fights him, obviously, and he gets yeah. scared and runs off. Wow. Okay. But this is the moron part. He kept mm-hmm. going back to the same bank, but he would like wear these big sunglasses <laughs> and just serious? hope that she wouldn't recognize him. Stop. But she didn't. What? Really? She didn't ever recognize him. He is, really? This is his thing. He is the luckiest jackoff ever. That- <laughs> what okay he didn't recognize him he kept going back to the bank and she never recognized him super lucky he was not caught just super lucky because he does this all the time stupid things like this where he should have gotten caught and he somehow didn't and this is part of the reason why i hate him that's infuriating he never should have gotten away with anything that he did there was a million reasons every single time why he should have gotten caught and didn't and it's infuriating yeah that's ridiculous Part of his thing is that he, like, likes to draw pictures of women being, like, bound and tortured. Oh, uh, yeah, it's okay. really gross. Um, 
I'm going to post a couple of them and it's not going to be fun. They're everywhere on the internet. You can find all of them. I'm going to post some of the ones that aren't quite as bad and they're still pretty bad. Uh, There will be like a trigger warning picture before they start. So, Okay. Yeah. Uh, One day he's driving his wife to work and he sees like a woman and her daughter in a car. He chooses the girl as his victim. He repeatedly says that that was not the case, but it was. He called like the stalking of his victims, his projects. He oh would like write it down in notebooks, like PJ no. for projects. Oh my yeah. God, it's gross. really, really gross. He would call it like trolling. He would troll, <laughs> troll his projects. He had all these stupid names for all this stuff. He would just like make it up. I hate that. You're stalking. That's what you're doing. He's sickening. That's ridiculous. PJ, like he wrote it down. Like it, call, it was called, this is gross. PJ Little Mex. Oh my God. What? You're Puerto Rican, you dumb motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> it's gross. He's a stupid. He is awful. I, I can't. I know. I know. Oh the whole thing is going to be like this. I'm just so mad. Uh, um, so this was PJ Little Mix is what he oh would call god. it. He would call it a hit. Not a murder. He called it a hit. Oh my god. No, it's a murder and you're a stalker. That's what Thank you. Means. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. And Jeez. he would call... Um, like he could cart me- com- I'm so mad that I'm talking too fast. And right, yeah. <laughs> Call all the compartmentalizing that he would do because he was really good at that. Like being the father, being the church guy, being yeah, the murderer. He would being have to the be. Employee. Yeah. He was very good at it. And he would call it, instead of compartmentalizing, which is what it's called, he called it yeah. cubing. These were cubes. Oh my this god! Cube and this cube and this cube. He's, he's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would call it like his black hat and his white hat, like his dark side and his light side. Like, oh shut up, god. Dennis. No, <laughs> no, shut up, Dennis. I hate Just stop. you. Stop. Just stop talking. Nobody right. wants to hear you talk anymore. <laughs> the worst oh. part about every single one of his murders is that they are completely random. Oh, that's terrifying. All he does is see these people on the street and pick. That's it. There's no connection to him whatsoever. Right. That's probably the only smart thing he did then. I know. I know. But I think that's just what he wanted to do. He didn't even make it smart on purpose. Yeah, it wasn't. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's frustrating. Okay. um, Okay. We're going to get in to the first one. Hmm. And it's going to be bad, I'm going to tell you right now. Because for his very first murder, he killed four people. Oh, wow. Yes. It's a lot. I'm going to warn you right now. There are children. Just Um, be ready. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. I don't want it. I didn't either. But now I have it and you have to have it. This is just Mm. our life. Okay? (laughs) Okay. 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 Are you ready? Uh, No. No. (laughs) <laughs> deep breath because <laughs> okay. I'm not even really ready to talk about it right yeah okay. give me a minute <sighs> it's really bad okay yeah <sighs> I don't like it I'm gonna cry I don't want to do it oh, no. <laughs> like I'm gonna cry before we even start I'm right. gonna cry oh. <sighs> okay. January 15th 1974 Dennis had worked with Julie Otero at the Coleman factory for a brief time whether they had interacted at all during that is not clear but he they did for a time, work at the same place. So, okay, there's, there's, Julie is the mother, Josephine is the daughter. There's also Joe and, um, and Joey. So Julie, Josie, Joey, and Joe. Sorry. Okay. 
So um, instead of calling them by their first names, I'm going to be like mom, dad, girl, boy. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. okay. names are very similar and I don't want anyone getting confused. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I would have been. Yeah, <laughs> I was too every single time I was reading <laughs> Um, Julie's mom, jo- uh, Josie, is an 11-year-old girl and was described <laughs> as a great student with a love of writing and poetry. She was very fond of all of her siblings. Oh, um, stop. I know. She had three older siblings. Uh, Char- uh, Charlie was 15. Danny was 14. Uh, Carmen was 13. And then there was Joey, her little brother, who was nine. Okay. Uh, their father, Joe, also lived in the house. All of the kids took judo lessons, and they had a guard dog oh, named Lucky. Freaking sweet. I know. They sound awesome. Yeah. Dennis stalked them for weeks, and he thought he had a good handle on their routine. He says that his plan was to kidnap the mom, Julie, and 11-year-old Josie and torture them Ew. to death in another location. Oh, my God. He knew that the father, Joe, would leave in the morning to drop off the, the three older kids at school and then went to work in his car, leaving uh, Josie, Julie, and Joey at home mm-hmm. until she took them to elementary school later. January 15th, he parks his car a few blocks away and walks to the house. He only sees one car in the driveway. Like, that should be normal. It should just be her and the kids there. And he climbs right. the fence uh, to the backyard. He gets back there and he sees dog prints in the snow. He did not realize that they had a dog because he's a lazy stalker. Oh. <laughs> he later said that he almost left right then and abandoned the whole plan. Do it. Leave. Which is horrifying. But he was like literally about to walk out. He's like, oh, I don't want right. to deal with the dog. Maybe oh. I should just go. But as he's thinking that, the back door opens. No. And nine-year-old Joey is there about to let the dog outside. Oh, my God. Let the dog out. Uh, Dennis forces his way into the house at gunpoint. Oh, my God. Poor baby. I know. What he doesn't know, though, is that Joe, the father, had been in a car accident in his car. (gasps) And he had some broken ribs and was home from work due to his injury. Okay. No. Yeah. It's not Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. I hate Um, it. I don't want it. It's not good. He had taken the other kids to school in the other car and then brought his wife's car back. And he was in the bedroom when he hears a commotion and comes out, Mm. surprising Dennis, Mm. who thinks that he was not home. Um, Joe thinks it's a prank until Dennis pulls out his gun. Mm. Like, Joe was like, oh, did what's-his-name put you up to this, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees the gun, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, no. He tells them that he's on the run from the police, and all he wants is money and a car. Like, he's like, just give me money, give me your car, and I'll get out of here. He tries to make them believe that he doesn't want to hurt them. He does this a lot with people. It's really pathetic. He's a jerk. That's annoying. Even has his Air Force jacket on. And Joe was also in the Air Force at one point. So they actually, like, sit down and they start telling Air Force stories to each other. Like, they're having a conversation. It's really – he's awful. Um, So the dog is barking a lot and starts to upset Dennis. So he tells them, like, he put the dog outside. It's a short-haired dog and it's snowing outside. Okay? He's a jerk. Yeah. So he – one of the kids puts the dog outside. And uh, then he takes all four of them – into the bedroom and he ties them up. He ties the girls, the mom and the daughter up on the bed and he ties the father and the son on the floor. I don't want it. So at first he was using like first aid tape and they complained that it was too painful. And then, and like Joe was in pain from his cracked ribs. So Dennis like gets him a pillow and then he redoes the bonds with a different kind of tape so that they'll be more comfortable. What? This is another thing that he does a lot. That's He's weird. He's like trying to be considerate to people. And it, we're going to talk about it more in other things that he does. But it is really weird. It's really weird. He's trying to keep them calm and keep them comfortable before he kills them. 
murders them. Okay. He's awful. He tells them that he is going to take what he wants and he'll call the police when he leaves so that they can come free them. They believe that, I guess. I don't know. But at this time, he realized that he's not wearing a mask or anything. All of a sudden, he realizes, oh, "Oh, I didn't wear a mask because he's an idiot. Um, So he decides, oh, I'm just going to kill everyone. He says that that's when he decided to kill everyone because he realized that they can ID him. And I'm like, yeah, right. You walked in there knowing what you were going to do. Exactly. Exactly. I know. It's really bad. Okay. Here we go. First, he puts a bag on Joe, the father's head, and strangles Mm -hmm. him. Okay. So then he strangles the mom. Stop. And then he strangles the oh 11-year-old God. Joseph. Uh, he thinks all of them are dead, he says. But Joe, the father, wakes up mm-hmm. and rips a hole in the bag over his head. So Dennis puts a shirt and another bag on his head so that he can't break a hole in the bag again. He was later asked if that's when Joe died. And his reply, he goes, well, yes. I mean, it was I didn't stay there and watch him. I was moving around the room. So, like, he didn't even pay attention, he says. <laughs> he just, like, did that and then he walks away. Um, but, yes, Joe did die then. Hmm. Then he puts a bag over little Joey. Oh, no. The mom wakes up and can see what's happening and oh my God. freaks oh out. Oh, my God. Begging him not oh. to kill her child. No. So he takes the bag off of his head. And then he goes over to the mom, strangles her again, and kills her. Oh. And goes back to Joey. That poor baby. I know. He takes Joey to his room. Puts shirts in a bag over his head and a cord around his neck. There's evidence to suggest that he then pulled up a chair and watched him die. He says that that's not true, that he probably just moved the chair at some point while he was in the room. But mm. I think he actually sat there and watched. Wow. Um, then he goes and gets Josie, little 11-year-old Josie, who is now awake. He what? takes her to the basement and hangs her by her neck on a pipe in the basement. Oh, my God. Then he engages in what he calls sexual fantasies because he's a trash human. Oh, my God. Yes. He was there for about two hours total. He then cleans up whatever belongs to him and turns the heat up in the house because he believed that that would mess up the time of death when they were found because he's a moron. (laughs) And then he took their car and drove it to a grocery store before he abandoned it and, like, pulled the seat up so it would look like someone shorter drove it, again, because he's a moron. (laughs) He thinks he's a genius. He thinks he's doing so many smart things. Yeah, I'm like, he no, does. you're stupid. He walks back to his car, and then he realizes that he left his knife at the house. What? What? He left his knife at the house, and he went back to the house to get it. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Again, what? lucky he did not get caught. Wow. The, uh, the three older children were the ones to discover the bodies when they got home from school. Oh, no. It's awful. That is awful. That was his first ever murder. It was a mess. He did not know how to properly strangle a human being. Like He didn't realize how yeah, much apparently. strength and how much time it would take. He didn't know what he was doing. He was kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. And he killed four people in his very first murder. Wow. I told you it was going to be bad. I'm so sorry. What a piece of trash. Yeah. This one was really hard because there were kids in it, and that was his first right. ever one. This was, yeah, I'm pretty that's sure awful. that's the only children that he murders. There are children involved in other ones, but they don't die. Okay. Okay. So that one was the hardest one for me. Whew. It was a lot. I think that's the worst one, honestly. I really do. Yeah, that was bad. I'm going to need 
so many mashed potatoes. <laughs> I have fireball in the freezer, and I think that's where I'm headed when we're done. Okay, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if fireball would go good with mashed potatoes, but mind you both. Probably not. Know. But Probably you know, not. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to care. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets caught, like, now. But I know he doesn't, so. It's going to be a while. I'm so sorry. We're, we're in for a ride. We're in for a ride. I really feel like that was the worst one. For me, research-wise, it was the worst one. I could definitely see that. Yeah. When I texted you, I was like, I'm literally crying. I cannot do this. That was that one. Right. Oh, no. I mean, they're all bad, but to me, right, that was of course. hardest to hear about. Yeah, that, that was a lot. And he's a freaking Pisces. How? How? No, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, a few weeks later, He's already looking for his next victim. No, oh, no. While doing this, he starts obsessively using a stress ball to increase <laughs> his hand strength and make it easier to strangle people. Are you serious? What? That tells you alone that he had no remorse. Like, none whatsoever. That's, yeah. Trying to get ready. He's... Yep. Wow. That's so weird. So there's this movie called uh, I Survived BTK. It's a feature-length true crime horror documentary. It first aired on uh, the documentary channel on January 15th, 2012, which was the 38th anniversary of the Otero family murder. The film focuses on Charlie Otero as he copes with discovering the truth behind the murders of his four family members by Dennis Rader. So if you want to watch that. Oh, that's so sad. I want to watch it. Um, So that was on... um, that was on January 15th of 1974. April 4th, one day, he's taking his wife to lunch and he sees a blonde woman checking her mailbox. <laughs> Completely random. What? He chooses her, he stalks her, and he's like, he's obsessed with the number three. It might be like an OCD thing. Right. And she lived on 13th Street and her house number was 3127. Oh, God. This one was PJ Lights Out. Project Lights Out. That's what he named it because he's a moron. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Um, Catherine Kathy Bright was 21. She was a university student. She lived alone. Uh, he broke in through a kitchen window, cleaned up the glass so that she wouldn't notice it when she walks in, and he kind of wow. goes walking through the house. This one is crazy, okay? This one's wild. He takes out his gun, and he, like, starts messing with it, and he accidentally fires a shot into her bathroom door. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god! Moron. What? I, <laughs> wow! I don't understand how he didn't get caught right then. Like somebody exactly heard that, right, right. I would think. I know, right? You would think somebody would be like, "Oh, hey, I just heard a gunshot from my neighbor's house," but no, apparently right. nothing happened with that. So Catherine comes home, but she has her 19-year-old brother Kevin with her. Oh. Uh, Dennis is surprised and claims again that he's on the run and just wants to rob them. <laughs> But he hadn't brought his, quote, hit kit, which was something he used to carry around in his car with, like, broken oh tape and rails in it. Like, he was ready. Jesus. But he didn't bring it with him. He thought it was just going to be her. And so he didn't have anything to tie them up with. Um, so he has the brother tie Catherine's hands using, like, bandanas and clothes that he found in a dresser. And he ties mm-hmm. her to a chair in a bedroom. And then he ties the brother to a bedpost in another bedroom. And then he, like, turns music on, like, super high. And then he ties a cord around Kevin's neck. But Kevin gets free from the ties and he (laughs) fights back. Yeah. But Dennis gets out his gun and shoots him in the head. Oh, no. Catherine freaks out when she hears the gunshot. And Dennis comes out and he's like, look, your brother's fine and I'm going to let you (laughs) go soon. (laughs) That's what what he tells her. Um, So Dennis tries to strangle her, but she fights too hard and he can't do it. Yeah. I go. love them. I love that. That's great. 
So he stops and he goes to check and make sure Kevin is dead. Uh, he didn't have a ton of luck last time with, you know, killing people the first try. So he's yeah. like, checking. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. he like kicks Kevin and Kevin <gasps> jumps up what? and struggles with Dennis for the gun. Oh my God. He's shot in the head and That's he gets amazing. up and starts fighting with Dennis. But Dennis is bigger and stronger. He was 5'11 and he shoots Kevin in the face. Stop. Oh, I hate that. Then he goes back to Catherine. He uh, tries to struggle with her again, but she gets free of her chair. Wow. But before she could escape, he stabs her. Oh my God. He stabs her over 10 times. Oh no. But she is still alive. What? What? They are really? wild. I don't know what these people are made of. What were they eating? Oh like, I need to know everything. And Dennis, then he hears something and he goes back to check and Kevin is gone. What? Kevin what? is gone. He Shut had two gunshots to his Shut head up. and he ran out the front door. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm completely serious. Oh my God. Dennis then is like, oh, crap, the cops are coming. I'm, I'm screwed. He grabs some souvenirs from the house, like her ID and some underwear, and he takes off running, right? What? The brother ran to the neighbor's house, and they call the police. Oh when the police arrive, Catherine is still alive. Shut up. They are Shut both are you rushed to the hospital. I'm completely serious. They are both rushed. Did they survive? Rushed. Both Wait. of them? They're both rushed to the hospital. Let me finish. I need to <laughs> I know. know you're freaking out. I know. <laughs> They're both rushed to the hospital. Catherine, unfortunately, did not survive her wounds. Kevin did. What? He was rushed to uh, Weasley Medical Center, where a, neuro- a neurologist performed emergency surgery to remove the bullet from his head, and oh a metal God. plate was inserted into his skull. One of wow. the wounds forced to the removal of three of his teeth. Oh, my God. That is insane. I know. I, I what are these people made out of? What were their Seriously. parents feeding them as babies? I need all wow. of the information. Somebody who sucks so much took somebody who freaking they rocked. were that's awesome. Insane. Are awesome. Kevin's still still going. Yes. Yeah, wow. That's so crazy. That's crazy. So when the police could finally question Kevin after his surgery and everything, he could obviously barely speak. I, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And he obviously had a traumatic brain injury on top of his jaw right. trauma. Like he was wow. going through it. Um, he was able to give them a basic idea of what Dennis looked like, but he's so ordinary looking. Like he looks right, like average exactly. Joe off the yes. street, any guy you've seen at the grocery store ever. He's so right. normal looking. Uh, but they, he did give them a description of a watch that Dennis was wearing that apparently matched a watch that was stolen from Joe Otero. <gasps> really? Yeah. So they were able to connect those. Yeah. That's good. Dennis, later in court, when he's talking about this whole thing, he's a piece of crap. He's a piece of crap. Okay, he's awful. But he claims that if he had had his supplies with him that day, that Kevin would have died too, and they never would have been able to get out of the bonds. Like, he says that. He's like, well, if I had had enough, he'd be dead too. Wow. (laughs) Good for you. You suck. I I can't. Like, oh my God. (laughs) There's no words. I know. I know. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I have no words for him. He is actual garbage encased in human skin like that's exactly. my theory like he's yeah. just like been reanimated from trash that's what I right think. exactly so then at this point there's like this these three other men who get like publicly suspected for the otero murders oh no so dennis is mad about that <laughs> uh so he sends a letter he wants credit oh my god he's so gross this thing he's the letter guy all of his letters look like they're written by 12-year-olds. Well, yeah. They're really pathetic looking. 
And this is the first time he ever calls himself BTK, and he's, like, so proud of that. See, that's why that's why I don't like that name, because he gave it to himself. I, I hate it when they do that. You don't get to make your own name. You suck. You don't. <laughs> and he was, like, he made a little logo and everything. He was so proud of that. Oh like, God. shut up, Dennis. Right. Exactly. So there's a story that he tells us one time where he was, like, reading a BTK letter in a newspaper, like, at home. And his wife, like, looks over his shoulder. She's like, oh, look, he misspells that word just like you do. Are you serious? Oh, no. Time, which I don't believe. He's like, oh, I almost thought about killing her right there. She made the connection. I realized it was. Are you serious? His wife? Well, geez. I don't believe him. I don't think that he would have killed anyone he actually knew. Right. So much for I love her so much. She was great. Like what? (laughs) But um, so this is how he does this letter, right? October of 1974, the Wichita Eagle Beacon gets a phone call that leads them to a letter in a book in a public library. Like he hid the letter in a book in a public library and then he called the Wichita Eagle and was like, you're going to find this letter here in this book. And they go and they check and there's a letter there. He thinks he's a super genius spy, right? He's so not. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> I just hate him so much. So the letter says, Those three dudes you have in custody are just talking to get publicity. They know nothing at all. I did it by myself and with no one's help. The letter was long and misspelled and uh, he called his alter ego, quote, a monster. So scary. Yeah. So he says, quote, where this monster enter my brain, I will never know. So smart. (laughs) Uh, But it here to stay. (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, he writes like a toddler. Right. How does one cure himself? <laughs> I can't what? even read this with a straight face. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. Um, if you ask for help that you have killed four people, they will laugh or hit the panic button and call the cops. Maybe you can stop him. I can't. Good luck hunting. And then he goes on to say, since sex criminals do not change their MO or by nature cannot do so, I will not change mine. The code word for me will be bind them, torture them, kill them, BTK. So he literally named himself. He named himself BTK and he made like a logo with all the letters. He was so <laughs> proud, so happy about it. Like, oh, good job, Dennis. Okay. Wow. You suck even he more. He sucks. <laughs> He's so awful. And again, more evidence that he was not remorseful. He was right, excited exactly. about it. Yeah, very obviously. I'm a serial killer. Look at me. I'm mm-hmm. so proud. I have my own logo. I'm so cool. I'm so mad. It's not cool. It's gross, Dennis. It's gross, Dennis. Yeah. I want a shirt that says that. It's gross, right. Dennis. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> New shirt ideas. We need somebody to start <laughs> making shirts for us. Right. So this is terrifying, okay? So he starts working for ADT, installing security systems. Oh, my God. That's so scary. It's horrifying and he earns the nickname blue book man because of his impressive memory for regulations oh no yeah his iq is really unknown some people say that he was smart and did well in school not great but okay but like he couldn't even spell so how smart could he really right yeah exactly i don't really get it july 1975 his first child is born a boy He's has a very normal and active family life and social life. He went out on family outings. He liked gardening, but like he could like just flip a switch and turn into a killer. No trigger, nothing. Just one to the other, like it didn't even matter. March 17th, 1977. This was his third murder on the third month of the year. He was very happy about that with all the threes. Oh God. Um, his original victim, it was his project green because they lived on Greenwood street. He's so original. <laughs> Right. He knocks on her door 
And he's like holding a briefcase that has his hit kit in it, you know, his whole thing. Ew. But she doesn't answer. So what? he literally just starts walking, walking down the street looking for somebody else. Are you serious? Completely random. That's so scary. I know. It's terrifying. He just walked down the street. He's like, oh, who else can I pick? She didn't answer the door. Let me pick somebody else. Wow. So then he runs into this five-year-old boy named Steven, who was walking home from buying soup for his mom, Shirley Vane. The whole family supposedly had the flu and, like, nobody else could go, so she sent him down the street to the store to get soup. Okay. He shows this boy a picture of, like, his wife and son, and it's like, oh, these people are missing, and I'm a private detective. I'm trying to find them. Have you seen them? Oh, oh my God. He used his wife. His own family. Wow. Pathetic. Um, the kid's like, I don't know them. And he keeps walking. And the boy walks to the home of a woman named Cheryl Gilmore, who Dennis had also stalked and named Project Blackout. But she didn't answer either. Good for them, though. I know, right? They got lucky that day. Yeah. Uh, but no, the boy knocked on her house, not Dennis. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. They were like a neighbor. Okay. uh, Then the boy goes two doors down to his house, which is number 1311. Since there was three in it, Dennis was into Mm -hmm. it. He chooses that house. Knows nothing about them whatsoever. I hate him. He knocks on the door. The kid opens the door. No. Like. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely not. Wow. Um, Dennis tells them that he's a private detective and he walks into the house. Just walks in. Uh, Shirley comes out to see who it is. And Dennis closes the door, pulls all the blinds shut, and takes out his gun. Oh, no. Shirley is freaking out she's begging him not to hurt the kids he lies and tells her he just wants to tie her up and take pictures of her again he's into bondage that's his whole thing um and he's like i won't hurt anyone if you just do what i say so he and shirley together they put the kids in the bathroom with a bunch of like blankets and toys Mm -hmm. to like keep them distracted um they're like eight five and four years old and then he ties the door shut with a rope and then there's, like, another bathroom door to the same room, and they put a bed in front of it so that the kids can't get out. Okay. They are yelling and crying, oh, no. and they're, like, begging him not to hurt their mom. These I poor hate little that. Kids. Oh, my they're God. They're tiny. That's awful. At the time, he decided that when he was done with the mom, he wanted to suffocate the boys with plastic bags <sighs> and strangle the girl. I'm <sighs> stressed. I hate him so much. He's awful. Shirley gets sick and throws up oh no dennis goes and gets her a glass of water and tries to calm her down leave i know like go go away but again he's seen them and he thinks oh as soon as they see my face they're gonna be able to recognize me well then like don't come in their house (laughs) i I don't know what to tell you yeah like you're really so freaking ordinary looking (laughs) they probably would never have found you anyway seriously so then he takes her to the bedroom She's trying to cooperate. She wants him to leave the kids alone. I hate, She's to, I hate it so much. Like, what do you do in that point? Your kids right. are in danger. You just do whatever they say. Punch him in the face. That's what you do. Yeah, Punch him in I know, the face. Right? But Not he really, because he'd probably shoot you. But, <laughs> you know. um, She's trying to cooperate. He puts a bag over her head and ties a rope around her neck, and he kills her. I hate him. Uh, the kids are in the bathroom. They're freaking out. I hate that. Yelling through oh. the door, banging on it. The eight-year-old breaks oh. Through the bathroom oh window. Oh, my God. And they get out, and they oh. run around the house back into the front door. Stop. To try to help their I'm mom. Obsessed. Oh, my God, these kids. I cannot. They run back into the house oh my God. to help their mom. These oh my God. babies. Babies. 
Dennis is already gone. I hate him. Thank God, honestly. Yeah, yeah, really, but oh my so, God. Yeah, I know. So they find their mom, they freak out, they run to a neighbor's house, and they call the police. Poor things. So what happened was that while uh, the kids were in the bathroom, uh, the phone had rang at one point, and Dennis remembered that while he was trying to get them all corralled and everything, somebody had said, oh, there's a neighbor coming by to check on us soon because they know that we're all sick. They're coming to check on us. Mm-hmm. And so he hears the phone ring, and he thinks that somebody's coming. So he thought about killing the kids, but he's worried about the phone call, and he, he grabs some of her underwear, and he takes off, right? Oh, God, what a freaking creep. December 8th, 1977. Nancy Fox is 25, single, mm-hmm. lives alone. Project okay. Fox Hunt. So we're oh, he tells his wife that he's going to be at the library working on some college stuff. He's still in college. He goes there for a few hours and works on a paper, then leaves around 9 p.m. and drives to Nancy's house. Mm-hmm. He cuts the phone line, which is kind of his signature move. He does that every time. He cuts the really? phone line and he breaks in. He knew what time she would get home from work from stalking her before, you know, from trolling. Right. Yeah, no, stalking. <laughs> <laughs> stalking. It's literally stalking, Dennis. Jeez. He picks up the phone to make sure that it's dead, right? And then Dan- Nancy, like, walks into the house. Again, all of this information is just coming from him. So maybe that's right, how it happens. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he tells her that he wants to rape her and then he'll let her go. Oh, I hate him. She's scared. And then eventually she, like, takes out a cigarette and starts to smoke a cigarette while he goes through her purse. What? She sounds like a badass because according to him anyway, she then tells him, well, let's get this over with so I can call the police. Oh, I love her. Icon. She's, She's an icon. Great. <laughs> so then she asks to use the bathroom and he's like yeah go ahead and then he's like but you have to be undressed when you come out so she does all that and he uh, handcuffs her and puts her face down on the bed and strangles her with the belt until she passes out supposedly uh, he would then you know let her wake up and like repeat this over and over again and oh, at one point he says that he told her I'm BTK I've killed six people and I'm gonna kill you next which I don't think he actually did right does he want to comfort them before they die or is he there to Torture. I don't. Was, I don't know. Gloating. I guess she fights, but he strangles and kills her, and then has his sexual fantasies. He takes some clothes, some jewelry, her ID, and he leaves. He loves to take stuff. That's so freaking weird. He was very proud of this perfect murder. He called it, where like everything <laughs> finally went right for once. Right. It only took you freaking three times, four times. It took time. you forever, but you finally got something right. It wasn't even anything that had to do with you. And it was only because she cooperated, so she you did. Hurry up yeah. And leave. Otherwise, it wouldn't have gone that way. If she had fought him, he probably would have ran off again. Probably. So he was so excited about this crime and for someone to find it that he called 911 from a payphone and reported the crime himself. He, (laughs) oh my God. He went to the payphone. He calls 911. He's like, hey, you're going to find a body at this address. Then he leaves the phone off the hook and walks away. What? A firefighter happened to walk into the booth after him and was able to give like a mild description to detectives later on because he hadn't gotten a super good look. But so he had a little bit. But again, it didn't really lead anywhere. Right. Yeah. So somebody did see him do this. But, you know, he just went and reported the crime. He's like, oh, I can't wait for somebody to find this person I murdered. He's a psycho. More evidence that he did not care, in my opinion. Right. Not at all. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't. He also liked to do this really gross thing where he would, like, rewrite songs and poems to make them describe murders, which I'm not oh going to read. Oh, my God. No. You're also not going to hear me play anything of his voice because I don't give a crap. Yeah, that's There's good. one enough. recording I'm going to play that you're going to freaking love. You're going to love it. Oh, but yeah. I'm not playing anything of his voice because he's trash and I don't care. Good. Yeah. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But he liked to send those like rewritten songs and poems to like newspapers and TV stations because he didn't think that the police realized that there was a serial killer. (laughs) And he wanted to write a letter connecting all of the victims together. Right. Yeah, of course. He thinks he's so much smarter than everybody. Of course. They have no idea it's a serial killer. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, no. I hate him so much. Okay. Anna Williams was a 63-year-old woman who lived alone, but her granddaughter, Rebecca, which is horrifying, uh, <laughs> was 24 and like would come over and stay with her a lot. Dennis yeah. saw Rebecca and stalked her and thought it was her house. Oh, okay. Because he's a horrible stalker. He's, like, he has no idea yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> but he thought her name was Anna after checking to see who owned the home. Oh. He called it. <laughs> Project Pinecone because she lived on Pinecrest. Like, okay, (laughs) really pushing the limits on originality with these names. (laughs) You're thinking really hard about it. I could tell. (laughs) Probably took all of his brain power to come up with those. Yeah, exactly. He cuts the phone lines and breaks in. No one was home because he's a bad stalker. Um, (laughs) He's not even good at it. He's not. (laughs) He's not. He's not good at any of it. He's messed it all up. Anyway. Um, he waits and waits and waits. Nobody comes. Eventually, he has to leave because he told his wife he was taking night classes and mm-hmm. he can wait there forever. His poor wife. So he stole some stuff and then he left. Anna had been out square dancing, which she's 63. Like, good for her. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I know. She's great. Um, but she comes home and she finds... She's smart, too. Wait. Wait until I tell you. She comes home and she finds the mess and all the missing stuff and she calls the police or goes to call the police on the phone. But then she realizes the phone line is dead. By this time, she and everybody else know that that's one of BTK's signatures. Oh, that's so scary. Oh, my God. I'd be freaking out. I know. So she picks it up and she she realizes that the phone line is dead and she runs out of the house and she goes to a neighbor's house and calls That's so scary. Yeah. So then June 14th, Dennis, he mails out these two packages, one to a TV station (laughs) and one to Anna's house. Oh, no. Her daughter, Rebecca's mother, is there and opens it inside is a drawing of a naked woman tied up on a bed. Oh, my God. Because he liked to do that because he's a Oh, my God. I hate him. Oh, my God. And one of Anna's scarves that he had stolen (gasps) from her house. Oh, my God. I would move. Like, I'd be out. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) And then a poem called, Oh, Anna, Why Didn't You Appear? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anna was so terrified that she moved out of state. I'm saying, yeah, bye. Good job, Anna. Immediately. Yeah. I don't even need my stuff. I'm out. Bye. I'm not taking anything. He can have all nope. of it. I'm going to get in the car right now. <laughs> she moved. That's crazy. I know. She So she survived a potential BTK attack. Wow. How terrifying. She got so lucky. So Dennis graduates from college in May of 1979 with a degree in criminal justice. Are you serious? <laughs> what? Ouch. <laughs> That's so okay. scary. Like that physically hurts me. That, yeah, that is scary. really bad. Uh, he's still working for ADT, uh, but oh. he would often get like sent out of town for stuff. And this is okay. This is so gross, and like I don't even want to talk about it. But I'm gonna tell you about mm. it. He would do this thing called motel parties. Oh no, not a party. It was just him. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, right <laughs> Where he would tie himself up and put oh, on no. his victim's underwear and like put oh, bags God. over his head and like hang that himself and take pictures. Oh, he's a freak. He's a freak. What a freaking He's a freak. weirdo, man. I know. Um, a few times, he says, like, he almost died doing it. Like, Well, <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's do like, that. Come on now. You couldn't get it right that time? Right. Come on. 
So he had to start like leaving one of his hands free from the ties, like just in case. No, you're yeah. fine. No, you're fine. It's fine. It's, it's okay. You can just leave it. It's okay. Um, unfortunately, he did not die doing that. <laughs> um, now, I looked this up, and this was crazy to me, okay? Now, we know from previous episodes that that's called erotic asphyxiation. Right. And did you know that erotic asphyxiation kills anywhere from 250 to 1,000 people a year? Oh, no. That's, that's a lot. Not good. Yeah, that's way that's more than I thought. Like I figured it would be like twenty, maybe twenty people. No, it's like two hundred and fifty right. to a thousand people oh, a no. year. That's insane to me. That's crazy. That's that a lot of people. You couldn't be one of them. God. I know, right? Come on, Dennis. Get it right. <laughs> Jeez, Dennis can't do anything. <laughs> Uh, August 15th, 1979, there is a television broadcast uh, that, like, does the um, the the 911 call that he did. They air part of it because okay. the, they're trying to get people to identify his voice. Yeah, okay. And the police re- receive over 110 tips during their first day of the broadcast. None of them lead to Dennis. Oh, I hate that. I know. He was never anywhere on their radar. Never at any point. Right. He's so average. Yeah. Complete, I, he's completely average, and it was completely random. There was no connection. Right. Uh, that's frustrating. August 27th, uh, 1985. Uh, Marine Hedge is 53. He called this Project Cookie because she worked at a cafe. Oh, Stretching oh. his mental limits oh. here, I promise you. Oh, my God. Uh, she only lived four doors down from him. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's I know. This was the closest close. he ever got okay. to himself. Yeah. So Dennis... He was, uh, his son was in the Boy Scouts, right? And he was like one of the scout leaders, which is gross. And he would go on the trips a lot. Uh, yeah. So on this day, he spends the day with the group. And then he wakes up at like one o'clock in the morning and drives his car to a bowling alley where he then pretends to be drunk and calls a taxi for whatever reason. What? And he has the taxi take him to a block away from her house. Like, he's like, oh, I'm drunk. I'm going to be sick. Let me out. And then he gets out and the taxi driver leaves. And then he has to sneak through his in-law's yard to reach her house. What? That's just what I read. I don't even know if that's true or not, but that's what I read. That's a very, that's so close close. to him. I know. Again, again, lucky, 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 lucky. That's all it ever was. Yeah. Uh, He cuts the phone line and breaks in. Marine comes home with a male friend of hers. Ooh, yeah. See, I love that. They all know, right? That's great. (laughs) But Dennis hides in a closet because he doesn't want to get into that again, I guess. He's tired of dealing with guys. He's just a big baby. I bet he doesn't. It would be a lot easier if it would just be her. I know, exactly. So he hides in a closet. So after about an hour, this guy leaves. Oh, no. And she goes to bed and he's in the closet the whole time, which is so scary to me. That's terrifying. Oh, my God absolutely terrifying so he uh goes into her room when she's already asleep and he like flips on the bathroom light so he can see jumps on top of her and starts choking her and that's how she wakes up no her freaking neighbor dennis choking her that's awful terrifying um so he kills her and then he ties her up then he wraps her in a blanket and takes her to his church what in her car why and he takes her down to the basement because he had a key to the church because he like worked there or something or he was like some member of Who's something. The church. The church. He was always involved in the church. Sure that's frowned upon me. Like, 
You can't do that at church. They they don't like that. I'm pretty sure that's frowned upon, you Dennis. Can't. <laughs> you can't do it, Dennis. Don't do that. That is bad juju all around for you. <laughs> he takes her to the church where he takes pictures of her in the basement. Oh. Like, there are pictures of this out there. Don't oh, look no. up any of the photos no. of this, please. Like, just don't do it. It's really bad. No, I have no desire. He was the dean of the church. That's what it was. And, like, in the pictures, you can see, like, choir robes hanging in the background. Oh, my God. It was very obviously at a church. It's really bad. It's really bad. Wow. But then he takes her body and he dumps her in a ditch and abandons her car and then drives his own car back to the Boy Scout scout camp. Nobody even knew that he had ever left. Are you serious? Completely serious. Her body was found in that ditch nine days later. That's awful. I know. Now, her friend that was with her that night was a suspect in her murder. Oh, no. Which is so bad. That, he probably yeah, felt horrible awful. that he had left and that happened. And then he gets blamed for it. I feel so right. bad for that guy. Oh, I don't know no. what, who he was or anything. I didn't want to look all that up and, like, put his name out there. But, yeah, there's yeah. no reason for it. That exactly. sucks. Um, so, apparently, like, when the neighbors, like, gossiped about the whole thing, like, around him. Because, again, it was, like, right down the street from him. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, it was this guy that was with her that night. He insisted that that guy did not do it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, he wanted the credit. He didn't want anyone else getting credit for it. So he's like, no, it wasn't that guy. Wow. He's One thing something that he, else. He's, I don't understand <laughs> what? his brain. And I don't want to. Like, I'm not. No, like, I don't usually want with to, serial yeah. killers, I want to know what they were yes. thinking. With him, I'm, I could not yeah, possibly I don't want to know. I don't, I, care. I don't he's, care. He's awful. Wow. Um, One of the things that he liked to do, like, on these Boy Scout trips that mm-hmm. he would go on with his son. <laughs> with his son, yeah. He liked to go off and, like, hide in the woods somewhere and, like, dig a hole and lay in it and what? put on the women's clothes and a like, mask that looked like a lady and, like, tie himself up and take pictures of him hell? out in the woods, like, half buried and, like, with bags over his head. Oh, my God. You can find these pictures online and they are terrifying looking. He's insane. He's insane. And, like, he like, he always what? thought that it was kind of thrilling because, like, he might get caught by somebody. Yeah, by, like, like a child. Yeah, by, the, like, a child. The Boy Scouts, or, like, like a child. Or, like, somebody yeah. that knows him in real life, like, some, one of the other leaders <sighs> or something. Oh, my God. And, like, he thought that was crazy and so exciting. It, yeah, crazy would be the word. Yeah. One time he, like, tied himself upside down in a tree and he, like, got stuck. <laughs> oh because God. he's an idiot. And it took him, like, forever to get down. And he was so worried about getting caught and... Oh, are you worried? Yeah, maybe maybe don't be insane. I don't know. I have no advice for you, Dennis. <laughs> There's no advice to give Dennis. He doesn't deserve advice. I don't know what he deserves, but he doesn't deserve help. He just needs to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the photos are really bad though. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna post any of those because they're gross. I don't That's even gross. want to post a picture of him at all. I really don't. I don't yeah, I don't I don't care. I might post like one picture of him, but the rest are not gonna be of him. Right, yeah. He's so boring looking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> September 16th, 1986. Vicki Weggerly was 28. Uh, she was a pianist. Uh, she had a two-year-old little baby. Aww. Uh, he called this one project piano, obviously. Oh, my God. <laughs> because he loved listening to her play while he stalked her. What? So romantic. What? No. <laughs> no, it's not. So you're going to kill her and then never hear her play? I guess. That, yeah, that's logic, Dennis. Good job. Um, right. yeah. He knocked on her door pretending to be a telephone repairman. Oh, no. She let him in. Mm. No, Vicky. 
Don't no. do it. We don't let people in that we were not already expecting. We do not. No, Vicky. But not that any of this is her fault, but geez. No, not at all. Yeah, I guess back then they didn't really know any of that. Right. We do now, but not at the time right. they didn't. Now I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I don't even open the door if I don't know you. <laughs> right, it's not going to happen. I might as well not be here because I'm not even going to open the door <laughs> exactly. to talk to you. I'm, if you keep knocking, I might talk to you through my camera. That's all you're doing right. for me. Right. <laughs> and I'll tell you to go away. <laughs> to go away, exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting murdered today, sir. No, thank you. Right. Um. So she lets him in. He pulls a gun and he takes her to the bedroom at gunpoint and strangles her. She no. fights so hard that she scratched his face so hard that it left permanent scars. Good for her. Yes, Vicky. <laughs> That's amazing. But he does manage to strangle her. She had mentioned at some point that her husband would come home soon and he realized that all the windows had been open while they were fighting and he like made a lot of noise. So he just took a few pictures of her and he left. He leaves the two-year-old in the living room, alive, alone. Okay, good. Poor yeah, baby, though. I know. Poor baby. Uh, the husband finds her later at the house and calls for help. Um, but when paramedics arrive, I guess she wasn't fully dead, and they, like, tried to revive her. What? But they were oh unsuccessful, and she died uh, as a result of the attack. So she just laid there for so long. I guess. So I, th- I mean, I think she was unconscious, but I think she was right. still, like, somehow alive because they did try to oh, revive her. No. Um, maybe they just didn't know how long she had been dead. So I don't really right. know. And I don't maybe. even know if it was that long because she had already said my husband's going to be home. So I don't right. know if she so was maybe saying was, like, that. Or, yeah, I don't know. Uh, she, for whatever reason, is not connected to BTK and her own husband is suspected in her murder for decades. What? For a okay. long time. But they couldn't prove that it was him, so he like nothing ever happened. But like he got blamed for it. But Dennis said that he did it. Yeah, he confessed to it. Okay, okay. Um, but he starts to get nervous because DNA is becoming like a more popular method used by police <laughs> ID criminals. Right, yeah. Um, so he kind of stayed away from killing for a couple of years and like was just having his little motel parties. I don't understand why he called them that. It's not a party, it's just you it's by yourself a being a freak. Right. <laughs> don't get it. Weird. <laughs> Stupid thing to call it. Jeez. So that did, obviously didn't last long. It didn't really tide him over the way he wanted. So that right. was in eighty six and then January eighteenth, ninety one. Uh, Dolores Davis was 62. I know. He sneaks away from another Boy Scout camping trip. He arrives at her house and throws a brick through the glass window on her door. We do not have glass doors, people. Let's just get that out of our ideas, out of our heads, like, immediately. We don't do glass doors. No, thank you. He goes in and uh, pretends again that he wants car, food, money, whatever. He handcuffs her. And goes around the house pretending to, like, look for stuff to take, like a freak, <laughs> before eventually removing her handcuffs, tying her up, and strangling her. Why take the handcuffs off? They're just going to tie her up. But I guess he wanted right, it for, like, stupid. aesthetic purposes for the photos. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. It's really gross. Yeah. It's disgusting. He is. He puts her in the trunk of her own car and drives her somewhere to leave her body. But then he realizes he forgot his gun. <laughs> At her house. <laughs> the gun. The whole gun, dude. Forgot Come on. And goes back to her house to look for it. He finds it right beside the window that he broke. Like, he dropped it immediately after going into the house. And wow. didn't even notice. <laughs> He's a freaking idiot. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, he uh, leaves her car at her house and he takes off. Uh, she was found February 1st by a 15-year-old boy who was walking his dog. 
Yeah. Oh, no. She was found under a bridge next to a porcelain mask, which is creepy. Oh, that's so scary. No. I know. It's so terrifying. Her son, I'm going to play this later, but he does an impact statement at the court hearings and stuff. Like Ooh. everybody got to come and make an impact statement. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was like a family member of somebody oh, yeah. that he had killed. His is the best thing I have oh. ever heard. It's oh my God, so it. good. We're going to play it in a little bit. But oh my God, once I get be- like down to where he gets caught and stuff, I'm going to play right. it because it's the most amazing thing and I could not leave it out. I had to. <laughs> oh my God, I'm ready. 1990 or like 1991, he gets a job as a compliance officer in Park City, Kansas. A compliance officer ensures that businesses and people are in compliance with public health, safety, public works, consumer protection, business activities, building standards, municipal affairs, and more. Mm -hmm. In short, code enforcement protects the community by regulating entities that are breaking laws and city ordinances. Um, so that's kind of his job. And it sounds superficial, you know, and he right, liked yeah. that. He was a very controlling person. Uh, yeah. He loved being able to tell people what to do and yeah. was known throughout the job for being super controlling. And he would like stalk his neighbors, like looking for violations to charge them with, like anything <laughs> to feel like he was in control of people. Oh, he was God. even like measuring grass with rulers. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy who like was in a wheelchair and couldn't mow his own grass. <laughs> Oh, no. Crazy old man behavior, because he's, like, old like, at this point. Yeah, right. He even tried to get this lady's dog put down. <sighs> like, he didn't like this dog, and so he, like, unlocked her gate one day so that the dog would get out so that he could fine her for it. She fights it, but he, like, comes right. to court with, like, tons of evidence that he had, like, collected over stalking her, you know, and stalking the <laughs> dog, like, pictures of the dog outside of the gate, and, like, all this oh, stuff. No. And, like, people would say, like, it was a ridiculous amount of information. And this one guy in an interview that I watched, he was like, I've done criminal cases that didn't have this much evidence. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> For a dog. I know. But uh, so he wins the case. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she was able to appeal it and save her dog, but he did Good. end up getting several other dogs put to sleep, like, over his, over his time doing that. Ugh. He's a psychopath. What is wrong with him? I don't know. I don't Jeez. get it. I know. So according to this woman named Misty King, uh, Dennis was, like, helping her with this difficult time after her husband had been hospitalized and he would, like, check in on her a lot. Um, and then mm-hmm. after... Uh, the marriage ended. It was, she, he was, like, really friendly and helpful. But then she started dating other people. Mm-hmm. And Raider started, like, harassing her and giving her citations for no reason. And then in uh, 2001, he's, like, 56. And he gets her dog put down. What the hell? Like, why? For nothing. All of it. All of it. Which is what makes me so mad. That's the thing. It's for nothing. Yeah, for it's nothing. for no reason. None. I hate him. <sighs> so he goes... 10 years without murdering anyone because wow. he's so into this job. He can get his rocks off with this job. Like he could do whatever he wants and he loves wow. that. So he's not murdering people because he can do this. Right. I guess that's a big difference in control, but apparently he was fine with it. You know, he can wow. give people tickets. Okay. He can kill dogs. He can tell other people what to do. He's good with that. That's all he wanted. Right. Okay. So his job and his family like kept him really busy how old were his kids while he was in that 10 years? Like, what, don't were they like kids? Uh, hold on, because his daughter was born in like 78 or 79, and oh, his so they son were older. was born in 75, and this is in 2000 something. So they were older. No, they were older. Yeah, okay, okay. 
January 17th, 2004, the Wichita Eagle does a 30-year anniversary article about the Otero murders. And I guess there was also some kind of article, I don't know if it was this one or another one, where this guy talks about how um, that BTK is probably either dead or in prison. Yeah. And Dennis is like 59, and he's pissed. Oh, God, get over it. I know. Shut up, Dennis. Um, so May 17th, 2004, a letter arrives at the Wichita Eagle containing a photocopy of uh, um, one of the girls' driver's licenses and three what pictures of her that he had taken, like of her body. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then in May 2004, KAKE, which I think is either a radio station or a TV station, um, mm-hmm. receives a letter containing chapter headings for a book that Dennis wants written about himself. Oh, no. No, <laughs> Plus, like, don't get a book. some fake IDs and, like, a word puzzle. Like, he's, like, playing games what? at this point. He's into it. He just wants attention. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I know. And so, like, June 2004, the police get another letter. July 17th, 2004, they find a package at a public library. October 2004, another package is found in a, in a Dropbox. December 14th, 2004, there's a package containing um, uh, another one, a driver's license, and, like, a doll that's, like, bound up in a park. <sighs> It's gross. January 2005, KAKE gets a postcard talking about the location of the contents of a box of cereal, like serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) So he's playing games. He sends them on scavenger hunts. He sends word searches, puts out the cereal boxes as the tied up dolls and like jewelry from the victims. That is so annoying. It's so annoying. And he writes this letter and it says, quote, how many people do I have to kill to get my name in the paper or some national recognition? Like, what is wrong with you? Why do you, like, what? Fuck off, Dennis. (laughs) I hate it. Oh. So he sent the police and newspapers, like, 19 messages in total. Ten of them were within a year of his arrest. Really? just really wanted that attention and this is where he screwed up yeah that's what's messing him up yeah i believe that so he also said that he almost killed somebody else but he changed his mind when he saw a construction crew outside her house that day yeah that's probably smart that construction crew would beat the crap out of him (laughs) right (laughs) so this okay this is my favorite thing to ever exist okay the way that he got caught will never, oh. ever, ever not be funny to me. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is going to be the best part. This is why I woohooed at the beginning. <laughs> it is amazing, and it will never not be funny. It's my favorite thing to ever happen, ever, 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 ever. Okay? Okay, yes. so he leaves a note for the police in a trash bin next to a Home Depot that says something like, well, look, I'm tired of doing all these little communications. If I send you like a floppy disk with everything that I want you to have, you can't trace it, right? <laughs> and then he goes, like, be what? honest. <laughs> be honest. He says, Don't be lie honest. to me, police. He has Murderer. such a big ego. He honestly thinks that they're going to be like telling him the whole truth. <laughs> so the police, when they get messages from him, they, rep- they reply using the newspaper. They put out like a right. little like um, paid advertisement and they reply mm-hmm. that way. And uh, they put the coded post in, in, in the newspaper and it says, it's okay, Rex. Like, I guess Rex was like the code word for, for BTK, right? Mm-hmm. And so Dennis sends them a floppy disk on February sen- uh, 16th. He sends it to the media and they give it to the police, right? <laughs> what? And the police 
they go through it, right? (laughs) And they're like, oh, we got him now. And they find that it was created at a computer that was registered to Christ Lutheran Church. Oh, my God. Under an account named Dennis. (laughs) He's such a moron. So stupid and the stupidity finally caught up with him you know it it was just a matter of time it was it took way too much time but like it did but they finally the stupidity caught him okay it caught up eventually it had to he was too lucky it had to catch him eventually yes yeah he's too stupid he's so stupid okay so he was the elected church president at the time oh my Um, god the cops wanted a little bit more evidence before they arrested him Mm -hmm. Um, so the detectives, this is great. I didn't know this, but the detectives, they, uh, go to, uh, the daughter's college and they obtain her pap smear information from her doctor. Okay. And they compare the DNA to the crime scene DNA. Did she like give it to them? Well, she, no, it's like a, it's like a routine exam that she had to go do and they still had it on file. Oh, so they can, okay, so they can just do that? That's really Well, I guess they probably had, like, a warrant for it, probably. Like, hey, we're suspecting him, we need his DNA, we know his daughter's DNA is here, let's go get it. I thought that was genius. I really did. That is genius. It's just, as the daughter, I'd be like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I think it's really smart. But yeah, that's, I mean, like, good. I'm glad they did that. So they connected the DNA to the crime scene DNA. Boom. Match. That's wild. It's crazy and so they've got him they know they've got him so they start following him around for a while before arresting him which i think is so ironic right how How does does it feel feel? (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) shocking (laughs) okay so everything kind of happens really fast right after that Mm -hmm. um so february 16th is when they receive the computer disc february Mm -hmm. 25th is when they get the dna from the daughter the 26th is uh when uh the police chief is quoted saying BTK is arrested. And then March Ooh. 2nd, which I think is great, Dennis gets fired by Park City because he never came into work <laughs> for a couple of days because he was arrested and he got fired. Oh, no. <laughs> he could have been fired anyway, I think. But Yeah, I yeah. think so too. But I just thought that was hilarious. They're like, you're That's not coming funny. to work because you're arrested. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, guys. I know, right? So there's you can find the interview where he confesses to it online. I'm not going to play it because I don't want to hear his stupid voice. Yeah, I'm good. But so, like, they have him in the room, and they're talking about the DNA match. And mm-hmm. then uh, they finally get him to say, like, they go, who are you? Just say it. And he goes, BTK. And at one point during this, they take out the floppy disk, right? And they go, <laughs> you know what this is? And he goes, <laughs> you, you need to look it up and watch it. But I'm not going to play it because I hate him. But I, one time yeah. was enough for me. But he goes, why did you lie to me? How could you lie to me? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's like how dare you lie to me i told you to be honest detective goes because i was trying to catch you right (laughs) seriously what an idiot he's like are you serious because you're stupid and i'm not that's why. right and why you lie to me why would i not why would i ever tell you the truth you're a murderer we're not friends we're what? not friends i love that oh my god i love it i love the whole thing um so he eventually like leads police to where he hid all this stuff and i guess one of the hiding spots was like in a tree house like outside of his house are you serious? Ew. Photos, souvenirs, everything. His wife. What? His yeah. His like right there in front of his whole family. He had a bunch of stuff. I can't. He he didn't want a trial. He pled guilty to all ten murders. 
Mm -hmm. uh, February 28th, 2005, he is officially charged. I want you to hear the son's impact statement now. I want to hear it so Because it's beautiful. I want to hear it. If I embrace bitterness, I would remind you that you are nothing but a despicable, child-murdering, cowardly, impotent, eunuch, and pervert masquerading as a human being. If I were the animal that you are, I would say that I relish the thought of you be, being treated to the same despicable brutality, terror, and agony at the hands of your soon-to-be fellow inmates that you relished inflicting on your defenseless victims. If I were spiteful, I would remind you that it is only fitting that a twisted narcissistic psychopath obsessed with public attention will soon have his world reduced to an isolated, solitary existence in an 80-square-foot cell, doomed to languish away the rest of your miserable life alone. If I had your devil nature, I would delight in the fact that your congregation has turned its back on you, that your friends have deserted you, that your wife has divorced you, that your own children have disowned you, and then I would remind you that you will never have any warm, loving human contact again for the remainder of your twisted existence. If I were cynical, I would remind this court that you would return to your murderous ways in a heartbeat if given the opportunity. So for the safety of society, you must remain caged forever like any other vicious predatory animal. If I were to sink to your level, I would say that this world would have been much better off had your mother aborted your demon soul before you were unleashed on this world, sparing ten innocent lives and avoiding untold heartache for this community. If I were vindictive, I would wish you many long, emotionally tortured years in your cage, haunted every night by your victims' hopeless pleas for mercy as you played God and pronounced their death sentences upon them. If I had your sadistic nature, I would delight in the pain you feel now in realizing that your own arrogance and ego got you caught, that if you just kept your big mouth shut, you'd still be a free man today, able to eat pizza and walk your dog Dudley. If I wanted revenge, I would pray that you develop a lingering illness from which you suffer for many, many years before you ultimately choke to death one lonely night on your own vomit. If I were judgmental, I would call you the most despicable form of hypocrite for profaning Christianity by daring to associate yourself with my faith and for blaspheming God's house with your demonic actions. It gets really, really religious after that, but... <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> amazing. Like, that was so beautiful. That was perfect. Poetry. <laughs> that could not have been said better. It really could not have. My job Absolutely amazing. Dropped. <laughs> I came across it on accident too. I was just going through court, court footage and I was like, oh my God, I love it. Oh yeah. It. Yep. That was wonderful. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> so uh, after his arrest, all of these like wrongful death lawsuits and like personally personal injury lawsuits were like filed against him by the families of the victims, which mm -hmm. he uses to represent himself in because he's a what? Seriously. He, like, had to call from jail to participate by speakerphone during at least one of these, maybe more. Oh, God. Judge Timothy Leahy of Cedric, Sedgwick County granted a motion for default judgment for uh, Carolyn Hook, the daughter of Marine Hedge. Mm -hmm. Leahy granted a total judgment of $250,000. Wow. Families of other victims are seeking motions for default judgment that were filed mm -hmm. uh, when he didn't respond to their wrongful death lawsuits in a timely manner because he's in jail. Yeah. The, uh, this includes the family of Catherine Bright. Um, her brother, Kevin, the one who was attacked mm -hmm. and survived, mm -hmm. he filed a personal injury lawsuit uh, yeah. by attorney Mark Hutton. Uh, but attorney Mark Hutton said that his client is not looking for a default judgment for that. Um, he's seeking uh, 75000 in the suit, which is not enough if you ask me. Um, 
I don't know what the outcome of that was because I couldn't find it. I hope he got it. I'm assuming he did. Yeah, I would assume so. Another matter that the court had to look into was a motion to intervene uh, by Mm -hmm. Kristen Casarona, who began corresponding with Dennis after he went to prison. What? I know. Mark Hutton persuaded Judge Leahy to extend a court order to seize Dennis's personal property, which included two boxes that he was planning on sending from the jail to a relative of Casarona. What? What was in the boxes? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> this person was apparently trying to get uh, Dennis to cooperate in a book that she wanted to write about him. Ugh, No. So the judge granted the motion to intervene, and Casarona's attorney said that he refiled a motion to return the property, including a proposed book contract. That didn't fly with anybody. No one wanted him profiting off of his crimes in any way. Good. So uh, Judge Leahy denied the motion to return her property, basically telling her attorney that anything that belonged to her in those boxes should be things she already had copies of, so forget about it. (laughs) Right. There you go. I like it. Now, the boxes contained an envelope labeled DR's Locks that contained clippings of his hair. Oh. It was in a box that smelled of body odor and also held a razor, socks, and other personal items. What? Does he really think people would want them? What is... I mean, people would, though. That's the pathetic part. People are stupid. Really sad. That's stupid. Don't ever buy stuff from serial killers. That's stupid. Well, I almost bought the things that... um, Scott Carruthers made the weights. <laughs> but oh, he's not okay. okay, but yeah, that's not like part of him. That's part of a freaking yes. It's not like a part of his body or I buy freaking BTK's fingernails or something. That'd be gross. No, no. yeah, it's gross. But people don't do that. Um, <laughs> he marked one envelope quote collectibles, which is gross. No, ew, it's not. Dennis, stop. It's not collectibles. It's trash. Um, there was also a letter from his wife in which she asked him not to call the children because hearing his voice would upset them i'm saying good or paula oh my god i can't imagine oh my god Uh, there was also a prescription for an antidepressant some newspaper clippings including an advertisement with a photo of a young girl that was circled oh my god i hate him so much and a photo of jessica simpson What? Poor Jessica Simpson. That sucks. I would be like, no. Girl. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Uh, then Judge Leahy heard from the attorney who represented Paula, his former wife, who had been mm-hmm. granted immediate emergency divorce after his arrest. Yeah, I would think so. Poor Paula. I can't. Like, I can't. Oh my god. Poor Paula. Poor his whole That's family. That's so awful. Um, so her attorney, Jim Walker, said that the Park City home that the couple shared had not been sold due to the wrongful death and personal injury claims against Dennis Rader and mm-hmm. a notice of lien filed by uh, the Kansas Attorney General's office uh, because mm-hmm. like he had all these suits against him and now he owed all this money so that the house was that was also in his name was being held for this money. Right, yeah. The house at uh, 6220 Independence was auctioned in July uh, when somebody bid $90,000 on the $57,000 home. Oh, God. It wasn't a weird thing. She said that okay. she had bid that much because she wanted the money to go to Paula and her family. 
Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah, apparently she didn't even know them. She just felt bad for them and wanted to, like, help out, and she had the money. Yeah, that's sweet. But um, Walker said that the contract from the auction was extended to September 10th and then again to November 8th because she refused to close on the home until she was guaranteed that all the proceeds would be payable to Paula Rader only. Good for her. Apparently, the judge basically said, well, if the house isn't sold, I can't make a judgment on what to do with the money. And no one's even, there hasn't even been an exchange of money yet, so I can't make an order. Right, so um, some of the victims' families like objected to the super inflated selling price. They were calling it like blood money, but it wasn't because of Dennis. It was for Paula. Yeah. I yeah, like that, that person had such a good, you know, such good um, intentions with that. Yes. The bidder refused unless the full price went to Paula, but later ended up having to back out of the deal altogether because it was like it wasn't working out. Yeah, that sucks. Park City ended up buying the house from Paula for like just under 60000 Okay. The money was transferred from an anonymous donor to the city. And then the city demolished it to keep people from coming to see it in like 2007 or 2008. So they like tore it down because they didn't want it to become like a like a, an attraction. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea. Yeah, for sure. August 18th, 2005, he was given the maximum sentence 175 Good. years without parole when you go and you like watch the court footage which you can find on youtube mm-hmm. like it, he goes through and he doesn't just give like the max sentence he actually goes through and he names every single victim for this you get life for this you get life Good. over and over and over again and it was so satisfying to yeah. watch face through that whole thing and i just i love that that's good yes i love that and so the judge also ordered that he had to give an account of every murder in order to provide closure for the police, for the families. He had to talk yeah. about every single murder. And his transcripts are where I got a lot of my information from. Right, yeah. They basically said, like, he sounded like such a moron the whole time that it was actually embarrassing for the police. Like, how did <laughs> <I ask> he <that? laughs> He yeah. was so stupid. I can see that. He serves his sentence in isolation 23 hours a day. Good. I good so satisfying. That's great. (laughs) That's perfect. It is perfect. So like I said at the beginning, he comes up with with like a lot of excuses as to why he is the way he is. Which is you're stupid and a creep. Stupid moron. That's really the only reason. Um, (laughs) His mom like fell off a horse while she was pregnant with him. And oh my god, shut up, Dennis. Later refers to that as the source of his factor X. He's so stupid. You are literally just a creep. That's it. Um, and then at six months old, he was, like, dropped on his head. And he says that he, like, turned blue, but he was never taken to a doctor. Oh for injury, he claims, for his, you know, fucked up nature. Okay, Dennis. Uh-huh. And then he talked about this time where he, like, got held down by his mother and a nurse to drain, like, an ear infection. And then that was the source <laughs> of bondage fantasies. And shut Stop. up. No. Nobody cares. <laughs> You're aware that these things happen to, like, a lot of people. It's not... <laughs> To everybody. Right. It's <laughs> not, not that special. big of a deal. You're not special. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, his wife never spoke to him again. I don't blame her. Uh, his know, daughter ended up writing a book, though. Yeah. But it's not about Dennis, really. It's not about his murders or anything. It's about, like, her experience finding out that the father that she thought was, like, a loving father mm-hmm. is actually a murdering psychopath. And she even exchanged like, some letters with him uh, while he was waiting for sentencing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's released a lot of them. But in an interview with 2020, they asked her about it. And she says, quote, I wasn't corresponding with BTK. 
I never, I'm never corresponding with BTK. I'm talking to my father. I'm talking to a man that I lived and loved for 26 years. I still love my dad today. I love the man I knew. I don't know a psychopath. That's not the man I knew and loved, which I understand, you know. Right, because he was normal at home. Yeah, that's the side of him that she knows. He never showed her that other side. Right. So after he was sentenced, she ignored his letters for three years and didn't respond to him. Uh, She's Mm -hmm. very open about those letters. She shared many of them. I'll link where I found some of them. They're very interesting to look at because he, like, draws pictures for her and, like, talks about watching the sunset. They're very strange to read because when you look at the pictures that he, like, drew for her, they're super cute. They say, like, happy birthday on it. But you can match those drawing styles with the drawings, the creepy And it's really terrifying. That's so weird. It's the same drawing style, and it's so weird to see both of those sides of his personalities, like, side by side. It's fascinating, though. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. When she finally wrote back in 2007 to let her father know she was pregnant with her first child, the daughter, Mm -hmm. she writes, quote, you were a good dad most of the time and raised us well, and we do Mm -hmm. not know what to believe, who you were to us or who you were to others. Right. Uh, She cuts off communication with him again for five years afterwards. She had a son in that time. She starts writing her father again in 2012, and I guess still does to this day. And she says, quote, It was a very long journey. It was a lot of hard work for me with faith. I had gone back to church. I was working on my relationship with God, working on my own heart. I realized I was rotting within. I didn't just forgive my father for him. I had to do it for myself. I mean, and it sounds like he did raise a good kid. That's what it sounds like. Like, That's so weird. That one side of his personality is responsible for that, I guess. But, you know, she seems to have on her shoulders and she seems to be coping with it in the best way anyone possibly could cope with it. Yeah, I can't imagine. She seems like she's doing well. So, like, for no reason at all, things that I don't understand, there have been a lot of stories created that use him as a source of inspiration. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, Stephen King said that his novella, A Good Marriage, and the film based on it were inspired by the BTK killer. Okay. Episode four of season six of Law and Order SVU is based on this case. Mm -hmm. Season 15, episode one of Criminal Minds is based on his murders. I see where you're going with this. God dang it, I watch a lot of those shows. (laughs) (laughs) Raiders case is portrayed on episode one of season two of the Netflix series Catching Killers. A mm-hmm. uh, character based on Raider is played uh, um, by Sonny uh, Valcenti. I don't know how to say uh, He appears on the Netflix series Mindhunter that I've talked about. Ooh, that show is great. Kane Hodder portrays Raider in the 2008 movie BTK. The film is a biopic and a half fictionalized account of the murders. Mm-hmm. The antagonist, antagonist in the movie The Clover Hitch Killer is inspired by Dennis Raider. Uh, the thrash metal band Exodus wrote a song called BTK, which was inspired by Dennis Rader's crime history. So right. people are into it. I I can't lie. I've watched most of those things. I I know. Yeah. He's just one of those famous serial killers. He I really mean, is. Yeah. He's stupid and he sucks. But... I don't understand why he got as famous as he did. I really don't. Because right. he he's not even one of the top serial killers like in respect to like how many people that he's killed right yeah it's only 10 which i know is bad 10 is a lot but he got away with it for a long time it was like 30 something years he went unidentified until he was stupid and wanted attention he would have gotten away with it forever (laughs) he would have yeah he never would have gotten caught but it's his fault he did and i'm glad of it i'm glad that his Mm -hmm. stupidity got him caught right yeah yeah that's a perfect way for him to get caught i loved it it will never not be funny to me (laughs) 
It's amazing. You trace this, right? Yeah, totally, bro. Do it. It's right. fine. <laughs> right. I got you, man. Psych. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Forgetting knives and guns in the houses. Right. Oh. One time, why couldn't he have just left it? You know, just forget just until somebody is already there and like the cops are there and they can trace the gun back to him. That would right. be great. And did yes. it. And that's so infuriating to me. And that's all I got. That's BTK. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. It was satisfying at the end. But... Stupid Dennis. That's the name of this He's one. stupid. He's so stupid. I'm so like, mad at him. I know. That's the thing. For him to get away with it for so long and being so stupid. Like, mm. what? Oh. He's a puzzle. He's a puzzle. That's for sure. I'm not interested in solving. I'm really Yeah, one that I don't care about. Puzzle with lots of missing pieces that goes in the garbage. That's where those go. Exactly. That's where the whole thing just needs to go. In the trash. Just leave him in his little hole alone. Yep. Let him die slowly and away from everybody else. Yeah. I also like that his house got torn down so it can't, like, be haunted. I'm glad. I Yeah, I agree. That wouldn't have been good. What about the church? Is the church still there? I mean, he didn't... Kill anybody I mean, he didn't church, kill anybody he there. He just did the stupid pictures, you know, which is gross. Yeah. He's gross. The whole thing was gross. And random, which is what, inf- it makes me so angry. I know. Random. With people that were like fighters and just yeah. all yeah. around good people. Yeah. And you just suck. Yep. Yep. Just glad he got caught. Yes, very. Because there's so many other serial killers that never did, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is so unsatisfying. But because he was stupid. Yep. And I'm glad everybody got to, like, to his face, talk about how badly it affected their lives. Like, you can watch all of it. I'll probably link the whole playlist that I found of all the court yeah. stuff. It's really good. You should really go watch it. It was good. Yeah, that sounds good. But they all got to make their impact statements to his face, you know, which That's probably good. was terrifying. But I can't imagine. He was, like, had a suit on, and he just looked like a moron. No, no. Just dumb, ugly little face. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like him. No, it's funny. He's like the polar opposite of Kemper who got caught because he was so smart and so self-aware that he knew that he wasn't going to be able to stop. So he called and got caught himself. I think that's probably why why I hate him so much. He's the I don't it's not that I like um Ed Kemper. I don't. I think that right. he's interesting to hear about because uh, Exactly. He got on same. purpose. He confessed. He went and he was mm-hmm. like I can't control myself. I have to stop now. Yes, he was so smart and self-aware. Obviously a psycho. Obviously not a good person. Obviously. We don't like him. We don't like serial killers. Let's make that no. very clear. But right, of I course. do think that he's a lot more interesting to learn about. I agree. I have several books about him. I will never buy a book about BTK. Never, ever. Yeah, no. I'm not interested. I don't care. Because it was random. It wasn't thought out. It wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. There was no purpose right. behind it. There was nothing that triggered him in his childhood that could have caused any of this to happen. Yes. There was he no just, reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. No. Yeah, he just was. He just was. He just was what he was. Exactly. Yeah. Not that there's ever a reason to murder anybody. <laughs> Let's put that right. out there. Of course. Oh, like, I get it. Yeah. yeah but, but It's frustrating to talk about. I didn't want to do it, but I'm glad it's over because now I never have to do it again. Yep. Now it's over. Now we're done. We don't have to do it no more. Do something else next time. I'm going to do something um, less uh, murdery and more creepy. It'll be fun. Ooh, yes. I'm so excited for that. This has been evidence of monsters. Evidence of an actual monster. An actual legit monster. Legit monster. I might be the biggest monster we've talked about so far. Absolutely. In regards of monsterness. Yes, yeah, he was a monster, is a monster, still. The monsterest of monsters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
Ah, <sighs> I'm glad it's over. I want to delete yeah. every piece of information I have on him <laughs> off of my oh. computer. I really hate it. I really hate it. This is the yeah. first time that research has ever actually made me cry. Like, it was so oh, much. I believe that. Yeah. After the first one, though, I feel like that one, like, was so hard. And then after that, I was just, like, traumatized from that. And right. I was, yeah. food after that, it's just downhill, you know? Yeah, for sure. Not that any of them are less than the others, but geez. Yeah, that one, the first one's a lot, though, with the kids. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It, well, yeah. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. It was going to be, it was going to have to be talked about eventually. Now we're done. That's good. Now we're done. Now we're done. Yay. Um, okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Really, really dramatic. <laughs> kind of a sucky ending. We're just like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like, awful all around. Yeah. You just sucked. You suck, Dennis. Right, you suck. You Dennis. suck. End of podcast. Just <laughs> tagged me in this post. Because if, if I murdered someone, she's the person I called to help me drag the corpse across the floor. <laughs> Absolutely, you are my first phone call. <laughs> Literally, same. <laughs> like, hey, look, something happened. You need to come over. <laughs> I got Not you. that I won't like be texting you the whole time. Like, all hey, right. I'm about to do this, <laughs> this man's pissing me off. I'm literally about to kill him. Okay, yeah. oh, hey, you need to come over. <laughs> Anybody ever needs to know what happens to either one of us, just text, check our messages to each other, our whole day, our whole timeline. It's right there. Like, we got it. literally know everything that happened to us at every point in time. Just go through our messages. Yeah. There's no, there's no tell each other everything. I just stubbed my toe. Like, it's it's like right. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we lose each other for a couple of hours and we're like, are you alive? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, like three hours of no contact. What are you doing? Did you die? <laughs> <laughs> literally like that we're not even exaggerating right <laughs> are you alive <laughs> if the if your text message says sent instead of delivered i'm like what is happening <laughs> yours does that when you're at work but if i know you're not at work and it does that i would freak out right. Right. <laughs> like oh my god what happened did, did somebody break <laughs> her phone after they killed her where is she right. <laughs> right. Well, let me turn this off i've been recording this whole time i forgot to turn it off oh <laughs> Lay down. Go night-night. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just looked at me and goes, no. <laughs> oh. He's like, are you crazy, mom? Okay. <laughs> he says no, but he never says it, like, rudely. He's just like, no. No. No, just I no. Do. No. Just no. I won't be doing that. Thank you. No. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's got boundaries. I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs>